Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We are your hosts. My name's Chris Alvick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week, we are bringing you July 2nd through July 8th in 1996. That's a pretty quick and flawless intro this week. Yep. All right. <laughs> let's... We're falling apart already. This isn't good. Uh, let's start with July 2nd. Christian group escalates boycott against Disney. Religious conservatives are turning up the heat on Walt Disney following last month's vote by the Southern Baptist Convention to boycott the entertainment giant over its gay-friendly employment policies and adult-themed films. Disney has always presented itself as a family-oriented company, said American Family Association founder Reverend Donald Wildman. The AFA this week is distributing recorded public service announcements to about 1,100 Christian radio stations. Which I hope is all of them. The announcements urge listeners to refrain from purchasing Disney products until the company ceases its anti-family activity. Uh, Richard Jennings, executive director of Hollywood Supports, a gay rights group that helped Disney draft its domestic partner's policy, said Wildman is simply capitalizing on the Disney name and uh, is attacking gays to raise funds for his organization. Targets like communists and abortions rights don't attract funds the way they used to, Jennings said. Wildman can still make money attacking gays and lesbians. Disney is much too sophisticated to be influenced by this kind of rabble-rousing. I love the term rabble-rousing. Yeah. I also feel like this fucking uh, family-oriented group has no idea what the word family means. At least this was a long time ago now. Let's move on to July 3rd. Today, Boris Yeltsin is re-elected as the president of Russia after the second round of elections. Man, elections and rounds. Quote unquote, election. I mean, this was the still the early to mid 90s. This could have been. I'm just saying. Somewhat legit. Maybe. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, we have an article today called Daily Life's Digital Divide. We're just saying. Like almost everyone she knows, Diana Boundy believes in the righteousness of the digital revolution. 12 hours a day, she's, quote, jacked in. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. At work, she designs computer games and emails her colleagues just down the hall. At home, she surfs the web till midnight, balances her electronic checkbook, and emails friends around the world. In between, there's her cellular phone and her new car stereo, the one that purrs, hello, when she turns it on. As a small bit of 90s news now, during the week, I saw someone balancing their checkbook at an ATM just yesterday. Like, like had a checkbook, pulled it out, and inserted it into the ATM to print, yeah. you know, the record of their still, transactions. That still works? ATMs still have that functionality? They do. Wow. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Also, I'm just thinking, hello, Smithers. You're quite good at, <laughs> at turning, turning me, me on. on. <laughs> July 4th, America celebrates Brexit 1776. Yep. Uh, it's, a, it's a good day. Let's see. 1994, America would have been... Fiercely uh, independent. 200 and... Yeah. Too independent for numbers. You know math, why? Math is hard. Uh, July 4th to 7th saw San Diego Comic-Con, uh, happen at the San Diego Convention Center, which is located in San Diego, California. And it had 36,000 attendees, which I assume pales in comparison to what they get now. I would imagine so. Probably a small <laughs> fraction. Um, they didn't also, do the math. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, 
I'll see you at StacyCon 94 at the San Diego Airport Hilton. Ooh. Another quote from the same episode of The Simpsons. That's great. We're on a roll. Uh, also, on this date, two half-brothers of Iraqi leaders said to be under house arrest. Iraqi President Saddam Hussein has put two of his half-brothers under house arrest and banned them from leaving the country, Iraqi dissidents said Wednesday. Watbin Ibrahim Hussein, a former interior minister, and Sabawi Ibrahim Hussein, a former security chief, were ordered to stay at home under tight security after they requested permission to leave Iraq. Hmm. Does this sound like uh, a setup for a sitcom? I can't like I've got some kind of weird jingle running in my head, but I, I can't I can't put it into words. With two Husseins locked in the same house, will they go insane? I'm also picturing the uh, <laughs> that was so good. The, Why did you rush it? The model home in Arrested Development with all the Saddam Hussein impersonators. Oh yeah. Quick aside, um, the one of the tourist attractions that my work uh, services. They have a frozen banana stand. That's fantastic. Yeah, there's always money in the banana stand. All right, and moving on to July 5th. Today, Dolly the Sheep, the first mammal to be successfully cloned from an adult cell, is born at the Roslyn Institute in Scotland. Um, Neat. It's really cool. I, I, this really spawned a few years of human clones are five years away kind of talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's now 21 years since then, and still no human clones that we know of that we know of also today americans fuel tijuana drugstore boom with a practiced eye arturo a tijuana taxi driver in an open-necked baby blue silk shirt sizes up the tourist trudging off the footbridge from the united states quote taxi lady you want pharmacy i get you good pharmacy end quote i feel weird saying that mm. he urges stepping from a line of beckoning taxi drivers in big belts and straw cowboy hats Quote, oh, Jesus, good prices, no prescriptions. That didn't sound racist enough. You should do that with a stereotypically Mexican accent. I just don't think I could pull it off. Just to drive that point home. Yeah, just to the stake in the racism coffin. Yeah. <sighs> Soon he is nosing his long yellow Oldsmobile through scruffy streets choked with pharmacies. His customer wants Rohypnol, the so-called date rape Holy drug. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Illegal in the United States in less than an hour... A pharmacist is handing the American a box of potent white pills. Be careful with this stuff, he warns. Indeed, Rohypnol is the hottest new drug threat in the U.S. Southwest. Snapped up by everyone from heroin addicts in Los Angeles to teenage partiers in Dallas, the sedative threatens to become the, quote, quaalude of the 90s, some authorities say. Oh, God. So sometimes Chris puts in amusing pictures from episodes of The Simpsons. And here he has inserted a picture of the bus to Camp Krusty <laughs> leaving Tijuana, Mexico. Oh, you just wait. July 6th, Delta Airlines Flight 1288, uh, McDonnell Douglas MD-88 with 142 people on board, experiences an uncontained catastrophic turbine engine failure during its takeoff roll at Pensacola Regional Airport in Escambia County, Florida. The failure causes debris from the front compressor hub of the left engine to enter the passenger compartment, killing two passengers and injuring five others, two of them seriously. Uh, the pilot aborts the takeoff. I should hope so. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a given. Uh, also on this date, Allison Chains performs their last concert with lead singer Lane Staley uh, in Kansas City, Missouri, while touring with Kiss. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to July 7th. Today, Hulk Hogan becomes a villain and forms the New World Order. Whoa, the NWO! The NWO, um, split off from the WCW. 
I wasn't into wrestling. I didn't care. This is when he became Hollywood Hogan, wasn't it? That is correct. That always confused me. Oh, wait. Is it when he became Hollywood? I don't know. I think it was It was something. It was somewhere around here. It's when he started wearing bandanas. Wait, really? Oh, no. That wasn't even when he started wearing bandanas. He was wearing bandanas. It's when he started wearing all black. Yeah, that, I think this is all part, black. That I mean, that's oh, he, I mean, it says right there, became a villain. Yeah. Obviously, in the 90s, becoming a villain means wearing all black. Correct. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Today, also, ooh, 12 hurt, 6 seriously, in rupture of gas pipe in Coney Island. A roaring tower of flames erupted from a ruptured natu- natural gas pipeline at a busy intersection in Brooklyn's Coney Island section yesterday afternoon as a construction crew tried to repair a water main break. Officials said that 12 people, most of them workmen, were injured, 6 of them suffering serious burns. There had been a faint odor of gas all day at Neptune and Stillwell Avenues, officials said, but no hint of a dangerous leak, and workers were in and around a water-filled hole trying to fix the broken water main when a 15-foot-wide section of pavement collapsed. At the same time, a backhoe tumbled into uh, a 4-foot-deep crater and apparently ruptured a 10-inch gas pipe under the street. By 2 p.m., there were reports of customers in the area uh, with their gas cut off. Workers continued operations at the site, Uh, Nearly two hours later, at 3.40 p.m., a geyser of flame shot from the watery hole uh, 15 feet in the air. Coney Island is a fun place. Goodbye, my Coney Island baby. Farewell, my something. Stuck in the 90s will not be forming a barbershop quartet or or duo or anything. We're forming a barbershop quartet. We're called the B-Sharps. Uh, July 8th, Martina Hingis becomes the youngest person in history, age 15 years and 282 days, to win at Wimbledon in the ladies' doubles event. And now we come upon our second Simpsons picture, which is a bunch of children holding arrows and bows, uh, pointing at Krusty, who's wearing a sweater that says, I got smashed at Wimbledon. Yep. Uh, from the same episode. Holy shit. Yeah. From because he takes him to Tijuana afterwards. Yeah. Um, also, Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird, Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn, and 30 other books are removed from an English reading list in Lindale, Texas, because they conflicted with the values of the community. The family values, of course, I assume. Fuck that community. Yeah. In our last bit of news for the week, the Spice Girls released their debut single, Wannabe, in the United Kingdom. The song proves to be a global hit, hitting number one in 31 countries and becoming not only the biggest selling debut by an all-female group, but also the biggest selling single by an all-female group of all time. Bigger than the Beatles. (laughs) I mean, that's not true, but I'm still saying it. Bigger than the Beatles. Uh, Moving into the box office. Speaking of things that are bigger than the Beatles. In the number one spot, Independence Day. Yeah. Welcome to Earth. Fuck, so that's good. Really, really good. I am I'm so disappointed that Independence Day was I called a resurgence. I didn't even watch it. It wasn't I'm not terrible, it. but they set it up so well for for a trilogy yep. that I'm so disappointed that they probably won't be doing it because the movie did so horribly. Probably because Will Smith wasn't in it. Yeah, I think that's kind of the big... Well, that's the only reason I didn't go see it. Well, and the problem is, I feel like they barely rewrote uh, his son's character to not be Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was so... Like, it, it's like they did a find and replace and just changed, like, whatever Colonel Hillard or whatever his name was to his son, son of... Yeah. Yeah. That's so shitty. Also on this list, we have the Nutty Professor. Hilarious. Did you... Do you remember... 
Remember the scene where they go to the comedy show? The comedian on stage is wearing like one of those typical like weird fuzzy 90s hats. Like the one that Jamiroquai wears in that one music video. I had no idea what you meant until you said Jamiroquai in that one music video. So it was the comedian who said like women be shopping. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, that was Dave Chappelle. Oh, well, how about that? Um, Also on this list, some stupid fucking Disney crap. Hunchback Notre Dame is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Garbage. Garbage I mean, movie. I love Disney movies. I've never actually watched Hunchback, but... It's shit. I had no... I, I feel like I've never seen it, but I feel very inclined to agree with you, it's despite a, my love of Disney it's movies. It's a movie made of poops. I don't know what that means. Otherwise, though, The Rock is on here. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. A movie I wanted to see as a kid, but was not allowed to. Striptease with Demi Moore. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Actually, I think Corey's dad took him to go see that for his birthday. To see striptease? Yeah, my parents wouldn't let me go. I mean, was there nudity in it? Like, was yeah, there anything? Yeah. Okay. Oh, like, definitely. Demi Moore? Yeah. All right. Pretty sure. Um, oh, shit. Okay, you finish this off. There's some good ones. Okay, we've got Twister at number eight. Uh, very classic movie. Uh, not to be confused with Tornado. Uh, Mission Impossible. Uh, this would be the first one with Tom Cruise, I think, in the Mission Impossible film franchise. And, oh, Wow. At number 10, The Cable Guy. And I'm finishing it off with 11. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. We've got Dragonheart. I don't know if this was a very good movie, but I fucking loved it back then. I did too. I liked it. Yeah. Sean Connery was the voice of the dragon, apparently. Yeah. Cool. All right. So uh, for music this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, Fuck the billboard. Oh, I like it. And let's go right for uh, this is a Canadian thing. Um, We're going to be looking at uh, it's called RPM 100 albums. So this is the uh, Canadian top 100 albums for this week. Take it away. The Fugees with the score at number one. Okay. Uh, ooh, The Tragically Hip, Trouble at the Hen House. That's yeah. a classic. Uh, Lannis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. At four is Tracy Chapman with New Beginning. <laughs> Five is Brian Adams, 18 Till I Die. This list yeah. is so Canadian. It is very Canadian. Even for a Canadian list, this is extra. Oh, yeah. Uh, Celine Dion's Falling Into You is at six. Uh, I've talked about how that al- album is just uh, the worst excuse for having sex with someone. Um, speaking <laughs> of the consequences of having sex with someone, at number seven, we've got Metallica with Load. Get it? George Michael at eight with Older. Bush I, feel X. Like wor- I feel like we could I, I feel like we could be working this all together but yeah probably yeah. uh bush x 16 stone at nine and Soundgarden down on the upside was at 10 so the top half of that list was super duper canadian oh yeah that is uh yeah almost painfully canadian yes very stereotypically canadian okay. um moving down the list at number 17 we got bad hair day by weird al oh it's a good one yeah and you know what let's let's finish we're recording on canada day it's not going to be out until after that But let's end this on a Canadian note. At 22, as a consequence, again, of Celine Dion's falling into you, we've got Shania Twain, The Woman in Me. Oh. Yeah, that didn't go where I wanted it to. Oh, okay, I lied. We have to stop at 46. What's 46? Hackers, the the original soundtrack. Oh, gross. Yeah. All right. That's it. Okay. Um, So this week's 90s Spotlight, we'd like to talk about something... 
that I don't think gets enough attention because there are some facts that we need to lay out on the line. And frankly, some oh, of, you, yeah, you, wrote some of okay. you might take offense to this. It's and that's possible. that's fine because you're wrong. This week, we would like to talk to you about sport utility vehicles, otherwise known as SUVs. Or SUVs. God, I hope no not. No one calls them that. Yeah. I don't think. Just like no one calls the SNES the SNES. SNES. No, fuck you, Topher. You're wrong. I, I agree. And probably the 10 other people who agree with him. He's going to he's gonna listen to this like next year and comment and I'm going to have no idea what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. And, and like uh, in like eight months, it's going to be like, hey, fuck you. Just like he's going to call me out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Hey, go fuck yourself. Anyway, uh, so SUVs. So they became popular in the late 90s. Well, middle to late 90s and were really surging in the early 2000s oh, before yeah. gas got super expensive and they kind of flattened out. But now they're back on the rise. Now they're back on the rise. Let's talk about what SUVs are. So it's basically just a a truck in kind of the shape of a minivan. That's essentially what these things are. They're really just, they're a smaller minivan that's slightly cooler. Now, the main reason that I hear people say when they own SUVs is that, you know, it's they're more spacious. There's more room. SUVs hold as many people as cars. Fact. Yeah. Like unless you have something with two rows, in which case it's a it's a raised minivan. Yeah, that's a that's a minivan yeah. at that point. Or at least a van. I don't think SUVs really hold any more cargo than cars do. They just sit up higher and look more obnoxious and guzzle more gas. I think you're right. I mean, we don't have any facts on this. If someone wants to call us out, we'll make a comparison between something like a Honda Fit and like a I don't know, a CRV. And I have experience with this, so we went down to uh Bonnaroo in mm. Mateo's mom's what was it uh, uh what is that thing? was it a Hyundai Santa Fe yeah it was a Santa no is no no Santa Cruz I don't know some kind of SUV Tiburon. I can I tell you for a fact that it was less comfortable sitting in any of those seats than it would have been in a car like they're just SUVs are not the most comfortable vehicles but also we squeezed five people in and it felt no different than squeezing five people into a car no I, different. I think you're right. I think the only real difference is it probably had roof racks. It did have roof racks. Which you can racks. install on a car. Yeah. And we, well, we loaded that thing down. Anyway, my point is this. SUVs. Why? If you want more space, get a van. If you want something to go off-roading in, get something to go off-roading in. Because no one's taking SUVs off-roading. Don't That's give true. me that crap. Unless I mean, you have a Jeep. Jeeps had had that purpose. They they were good for off-roading. They A lot of them still are good for off-roading. And, you know, you'll see some truck-like SUVs covered in mud. Those ones have the sports utility in it. The rest are just vehicles. And that's a that's a late 90s trend that I think we really wanted to, to touch on. And it's that evolution as minivans in the early to mid-90s were everywhere. Oh, yeah. Towards the end, it started to evolve and we got more SUVs. And I think probably it's because those people who got minivans, probably that market started having less kids. When you only have one or two kids and you're not really transporting a lot of kids around, you don't need as many seats. Also, we should note here that we're talking about our experience with SUVs as North Americans. There are plenty of SUVs that are used around the world as sport utility vehicles that oh, yeah. go off-roading you know, onto dirt roads and what have you. But a lot of those are probably Jeeps. Like, I, do you really think, like, do you really think oh, the Honda CRV like can... Land Rovers. Yeah, la- yeah. Some of them have the capability, but a lot of the smaller SUVs, like the Honda CRV. 
the Hyundai Santa Fe, um, you know, whatever Toyota's pull- pushing out, all of those. Heaping do you really turns. think? Do you really think they can handle the same shit? Absolutely as, not. As a Jeep or a Land Rover? No, they're garbage. My favorite thing is like the mini SUVs that are pretty much just cars. Yeah, like, the, 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 aren't those XUVs or something? Oh, they made up a new so category stupid. for that. Basically, you know what? If your SUV has like a winch on it, then maybe you get a pass. But uh, I don't see enough winches anymore. You know why? Winches are cool. Winches are so cool, but. It's all after Wayne Knight got fucked over in, in Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah. yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, that was the end of the winch, and that that I think marked the end of the SUV as a true sports utility vehicle. That is a great note to end this conversation on. So yeah. every week on the show, we bring you a sponsor, very seldom real, very often fictitious, and this week we don't want to break with the trend. So uh, stuck in the '90s. I just got a text asking me how goes the podcast. Interrupted, <laughs> Talia, is how it's going. Thanks, she'll, Talia. You ruined our train of thought. You know, what, you know what's stuck in the 90s is not brought to you by this week? Talia, God damn it, woman. Don't text me during the podcast. <laughs> I didn't tell you I was starting. You couldn't have known. Yeah. Uh, she also that's... doesn't listen, so, so she'll never give me flack about this. Who could blame her? Uh, shit. Stuck in the 90s is brought to you by... Sport license plates, whether you're in the gift shop of Itchy and Scratchy Land or driving down the street in one of America's 52 states on the 4th of July or one of Canada's 10 states and three provinces, will you find a board license plate or is your state slash province out of board license plates? Is your gift shop out of them? I end up being in a lot of gift shops for work and there's a lot of customized stuff. I just want, I want to find out who's making these. I want to get in with them and be like, you guys got to make Bort. Because that would sell. Is Connor a common thing? Do you see a lot of Connors in gift shops? Sometimes in the state, well, more now. When I was a kid, very, very rarely. And if I did, it was in the States and it was Connor spelled with an E, which is the wrong way. Yeah. But if you didn't see your name and you saw a Bort license plate. I pick it up. I would be inclined to pick that up because of the novelty value. If I didn't have my name and I re- like, I know what my name is. I don't need that on a mug. Now, I'd buy a Bort. Speaking thing. of novelty value and the word novelty as a standalone uh, in, in Ontario, the province in which we live, you can buy custom license plates. They're certainly a novelty. They're almost certainly a waste of money. Oh, yeah. they're like However, bucks. Chris has been talking about getting the Bort license plate. For years. Now, obviously, it's probably not available, but I went on to the Government of Ontario website, had to actually input my driver's license number. This is a very official process. I ran a search for three different ports regular BORT, uh, B0RT, which is the next best bet, and 8ORT, which is the worst of the three. It is. By if- far. And yeah, the reason we're talking about this is I'm probably in the market for a, for a newer car in in the not too distant future. So if this is available, this is a very real possibility and a very real possibility of being a waste of money. Connor, I think you have uh, only one less one thing left to do, and that's hit the search button. All right, I'm pulling it open now. Okay. Oh, what oh, we got? I, I tabbed over because I've been dreaming about this for years. All right, door number one. Regular BORT. Your driver and vehicle services session has expired. If you have not completed payment, <laughs> motherfucker. As always, you can find us online, Facebook.com slash stuck in the nineties podcast. We have a website, stuck in the nineties podcast.com. Twitter, S I T 90S. 
Instagram stuck in the 90s podcast. I think you guys get it. We'll post some things. I swear to God, we will. For now, the, the podcast, podcast is, is now over. over.